Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with JJ. Hello. We are coming to you without Ryan this week. He can't make it, but I think the two of us, uh, you're in good hands with us. So uh, we're going to go through the Patriots' victory over the Panthers today and look look ahead to next week in week 11. But how about this? Pat's winning record. First time all year winning record. It feels like first time in a long time. I just put up... uh, uh, the ESPN playoff picture, we're in it. We are we're in, in the playoffs as of right we now. Are, yep, we're the new seventh seed, which is kind of a joke. But um, I think that more of the the real story is just the, the trending direction. Um, you know, they've they've strung three games in a row together where they've been beating teams. Not, you know, has it been the greatest talent? You know, some would argue one way or the other. The Chargers are definitely, um, we're definitely are going to be a competitive team. But we're trending upwards. We're beating teams. We're controlling games. It's not perfect. There's some really sloppy play offensively in this game. Was you know they have a really good defense, so you can't take anything away from them. But we're trending in the right direction for the first time in a long time. Feels good. Yeah, no doubt. And once again, it's really on on the the backs of the defense that that we get this victory. Yeah. You know, J. C. Jackson, two interceptions, one of which he returns for a touchdown. His first touchdown of his career, which I was surprised given how many interceptions he's had. No shit, huh? Yeah. Do you know he's number, he's number one in the NFL in interceptions since his rookie year. That kind of doesn't surprise me. Yeah. But this is the first one that he's brought back to the end zone. Had another one uh, later on in the game. Jamie Collins had an insane interception. That was on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many people can do that. He basically quoting Belichick. That's exactly what he said. That's exactly what Belichick said. Uh, just being able to jump up while someone's blocking you and catch up football when it's like nearly point blank range for a football being thrown. Yeah. For a linebacker. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty staggering. That play was incredible. Uh, once again, predictably, you know, we got on here last week and we're talking about, oh, Sam Darnold might play. He might not. We might wind up with the backup in there, PJ Walker. It's like at the end of the day, Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, they're basically the same against this Patriots defense, the way that Belichick lives inside of Darnold's head, has another three takeaways or turnovers Mm -hmm. in this game. Uh, I think he brought his total up to like nine in his career against the Patriots. I mean, it's just tough. I know he's injured. He's out this week uh, with a shoulder injury. I think he might have even popped on IR. They signed Cam Newton. Yeah, the Panthers did good for him. Good for yeah, good for Cam. I'm glad he got a shot. Cam. Yeah, and, and he'll have some support in the fan base there. Uh, expectations shouldn't be too high coming in immediately. He got paid. Did he really? How he much he get? Get you get. He's possibly getting ten million dollars, four and a half million guaranteed. Whoa, good good on you. He just got paid. Way they probably go. had cap space. They probably like all right. Let's just burn the cap space on Cam. Why not? Let's just do it. But um, yeah. But Darnold was terrible. the de- The defense uh, played really well, and Christian McCaffrey was coming back in this game. I thought the the best thing that they did, which I I noticed right off the bat, and they continued it probably for the first two and a half to three quarters, is they went really really big up front. Yeah, we had three big old fatties on the defensive five, line. Five two. Yeah, it was a five two. Five where, two. Where they had Judon 
and uh, Van Noy standing up. They had high. T- I was I was like listing off the heights and weights on all the people. I mean, it's like two thousand pounds of humans in the front <laughs> seven. It really was. Well, dude, that's I think our look. You know, it's a five-two defense. I don't know why it's taken us so long to get there because it's. I'm I'm noticing a trend now in the NFL because the four-three has been such a prominent defense in this league for so long that now when everyone has to man up. And you can't really scheme these these zone blocking schemes that all these new coaches coaches like to do. When you can't, you know, when there's a guy against every single lineman, you have to keep a key offensive player in to block him. At that point, there's nothing you could do. And a lot of teams don't do it or don't make the call because they don't know who's going. A lot of quarterbacks are having a tough time against it. I think that's the direction we got to go going forward. Yeah. And uh, another thing that showed up the depth where you could rotate and keep fresh people all over the place. Yeah, we're getting Chase Winovich back this week. You're getting another one there. Uh, we'll see what he can do. Hopefully he can do something. Um, yeah, I, Barmore is just mowing over people. Yeah, he's, he's a player. He's arguably our best drafted player in a long time. Yeah, yeah, he's, at, he's playing out of his mind. Uh, and when you see some of the snap counts defensively, it's it's really surprising because you're like, Jamie Collins only played like 11 snaps or 12 snaps. Yeah, he's not snaps. playing a lot. And it's like, man, he's impactful every single time he's out there. Just keep Which him makes, fresh. Keep him. Begs you to differ why he's not playing more. <laughs> Same thing for Uche. Barmore is a different story. Barmore is actually leading the the defensive line and snaps. Yeah, they're finally this he he's taken over as the number one, which I think makes the most sense because clearly he can handle it, and he's making the other guys around him better when he's in there because he's getting more attention it seems like, from these defense that now Godshaw is finally being able to do something coming in after getting some rest. Guys, you know, coming back alive, um, you know. So you're seeing those other guys do a little bit more, which is nice. Yeah, and we see a corresponding step back from Dietrich Wise in terms of time out there, which it'll probably be determined by matchup, but any of these power running teams, which next week with the Browns coming to town, that's absolutely going to be one of those games where you, you want the bulk and uh, yeah, he wouldn't be the best fit for that game. No, and I, I want, I mean, I think he should be more on an end in a 5-2. Like, they try and play him as a down lineman. He's just not big enough, and it's like trying to play him out of position. Yeah. Him at defensive end is like, that's what the dude's made for. Like, why are you trying to make him in, in like a bigger interior guy? Like, he doesn't he's doesn't have that that much power for a man his size, you know? Regardless of his shoe size, he still should be on the edge. He's an edge player. And then offensively, you know, it was you alluded to it earlier that it wasn't the best showing ever, but they continued to establish their identity where it's you know it's a power running team, and all three of the running backs played really really well. I, yep. I am officially off the shitting on Brandon Bolden wagon. Officially I guess so, off right? It. You have to. All be. of a sudden, he's just a good, really good player. Yeah, it's like he hasn't carried the ball consistently in four or five years, maybe. Like, it's been a long time. He left. He went to Miami. He came back. Like, yeah. And it's now been all of a sudden, time. he's got really short hands. And somehow he's making things happen. I guess he's he's patient or something. You know, I, I can't. Because he doesn't make a lot of guys miss generally. But this time, in this game, he was making people miss. I don't know what jump started him or what that is. Or if he's just figured it out. Patience, whatever. Stevenson killed it. He's becoming a really good player. Uh, Damien had an okay game. I mean, he got the touchdown. He's a little banged up, I think. So is Ramondre. They're both out of practice with concussions. I, I'd be surprised if neither of them play, but then it's JJ Taylor and, um, Bolden. Yeah. 
I picked up Bolden in my fantasy league. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Something's got to give there. You might get a lot of a lot of play. Speaking of patience, Stevenson. I mean, he looks so natural catching the ball. And then he's just Dude. got this like seamless way of sidestepping people. He's unbelievable in at lateral movement. And then he's people just kind of like slough off him. Like they just right. can't, they grab can't him. tackle him. And you know what's funny too is he's really fast. I think he's underratedly fast because guys don't there's a couple times where guys were taking an angle and after a few of his steps that it was a bad angle. Like it looked like a good, they thought it was a good angle and then it immediately turned in a bad angle and they're trying to tackle him from behind. That had happened a couple times once he got into the secondary, you know, corner safeties, they were trying, thinking they could go after him and tackle high and he kind of just burned him. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. All right. That's, he's got an extra friggin' step in there once he gets going. So yeah, we'll see what happens with him. Receivers wise. I mean, Stevenson, uh, was your leader. <laughs> leading fucking receiver and uh bolden was your third leading receiver so if that says anything about how this game went for your entire receiving crew yeah didn't throw the ball the well uh i thought the pass protection lacked lacked uh some strength they've got a hell they've got a really good defense talk about a front seven yeah i mean brian burns was absolutely lighting us up uh and then mac jones decided to take that into his own hands yeah which was stupid um i think he thought the guy had the ball Dumb play, rookie mistake, and uh, he had a few in this. He got absolutely lit up and fumbled the ball, which was unfortunate. That's not his fault. I mean, he doesn't feel that pressure from behind him yet, which is really tough. I don't know if anyone does, but he stands in there, which is good. But uh, And then he had the also the pick, which was really bad, to Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. So, you know, Mac, I think he's kind of finally hitting a little bit of a rookie lull. He's, getting, he's taking some big hits. Up to this point, this kid in this year, and now it's the middle of the season. So, you know, you got to think about it in the way in college, the season's almost over. Right like, now, yeah. You're playing in, in what he's used to. He's playing like the three biggest games of the year, the next few, which is good. I mean, they are three big games, but then you still have a season in playoffs. You still have several games left in playoffs. So, after taking all these hits, you know. It's okay. It, it, like I don't think he's gotten worse by any means. He's maybe stag stagnated for a few games. Maybe played a little bit less. And but I, I, you know, it's not like I don't have confidence in him. Like I still think like oh third and twelve. Like he's got a chance. Like he can get it there. He he just doesn't have his go to guy. I think it needs to be Hunter Henry. Yeah, and that worked out in the red zone where it was a third and long. <clears throat> Hunter gets into the end zone, turns around, boxes out the guy, gets the ball right in his gut. Uh, yeah, definitely has been a plateau for, for Mac Jones, if not a, a slight dip. It also corresponds with the team really running the ball a lot better, so he's he's had to do less. Right, which is nice. Which is nice, yeah. And and then, you know, maybe instead of throwing two out of three downs, it's it's throwing every other or even less. And maybe he's just a bit out of rhythm. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have, you know, I've been thinking about it, like Julian Edelman would be amazing in this offense right now. You know, I, I know he retired and why he did it, but you think if like, oh my God, if you had him right now at um, at receive, slot receiver, like a go-to guy where you know someone's going to get seven to ten yards or a first down when you need to, I think it can be Hunter Henry. I don't think he looks at Hunter Henry enough. I think Henry's sure-handed and seems to be able to beat whoever he's on enough to get, you know make a catch in a you know big game. Yeah. He's a go-to guy. Jacoby Myers is should be the guy that you're describing, and he's, he's had just he's had a tough it. couple games. He really yes. hasn't been good the last couple games. 
I don't know if he's hurt. He's taking some big hits over the middle too. So they all might be dealing with something, which is fine. I think they'll get it back. Uh, that's why everyone was talking about Odell Beckham Jr. and the Patriots this week. Yeah, another tie-in to a next week's matchup between the, the Browns and the Patriots. Odell hits the streets uh, prior to this week's game. Browns go out and have a massive, massive win against the Bengals. Uh, this Bengals team is really cratering right now. Uh, and then Odell signs yeah. with the Rams, which I, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't understand what they're... Signed Deshaun Jackson. He makes a big play in week one. Don't ever put him back on the field. Hey, let's go throw a bunch of money at Odell Beckham as well. Yeah. I, I mean, you figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. There, I mean, I think that locker room there is going to – there's a lot of personality in that locker room. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's a lot to deal with. It's L.A. Everyone wants to get out there all of a sudden. So good luck to them. I hope it blows up in their face. Not because you – yeah, know, I don't I don't really care for L.A. one way or the other. I think it's – it's tough to be able to pull that all off. You know, Brady seem and Peyton have seemed to pull it all off. Does Stafford have that? Because it's really on your quarterback when it comes down to it. And he had a bad week last week. So yeah, maybe that's why they brought in Odell. I'm happy we didn't bring him in. If they had done it, you know, I would have given him a chance to see what he can still do. But, you know, I'd much rather just like a, you know, friggin' Troy Brown type. That's all we need on this team. It's just, you know, not not some superstar that's, Gonna get 1,500 yards and 25 touchdowns. Just a guy that can get, you know, 10 yards, 10 yards, 15 yards, make a play here, you know, solid. Yeah. We're not sure if we have that yet at receiver. I don't know. What do you think? We might. We might, and they might step up. I, I still like Kendrick Bourne. I I believe in Jacoby Myers. I, maybe he's yeah. banged up. He's been dropping balls lately. That's what's a little weird. Yeah. And um, what's his name? Hasn't really done much. Aguilar really hasn't. I don't know. I mean, he drew a holding penalty. Was it this game or a physical uh, pass interference? Maybe the last two games or something. He's drawn some penalties when the ball's been thrown to him, which is good. But he's not the player you're asking for. He's a 16-yard per catch player. He's a down. No, but I mean, even if he was getting going, I mean, we just need someone to really get going. That's that would be what I ideally like. But we really just need, yeah, someone to get open and uh, Mac finds a connection with that connection where he can go to and he trusts trusts the timing yep and that's what they'll hope to find over the final eight games so the the patriots find themselves at five and four continue to to make progress two for three in the red zone this game after uh having struggles in that area of the game previously holding the panthers over two in the red area so uh you know they, they won the middle eight for sure even though they were kicking off to start the second half Things are looking pretty good. They're, they got back-to-back yeah. victories. They got the bang, sure. banged-up Browns coming to town next week. We'll talk more about that in a minute. But other games that happened in Week 9, this was like the week of the upset. I was having an absolute blast. So glad that the the Pats-Panthers game wrapped up a few minutes early because around the league, yep. shit was hitting the fan. The Bills lose to the Jaguars. The Bills lose Bills to the Jaguars. not doing too good. Well, that's, you know, that's the other thing um, is... <laughs> I didn't know this year the the division would be in play this early. Like, I, I didn't think, you know, I figured if we got in, it would be a wild card. This year, the Bills were probably going to take it. I had pretty much accepted that fate for this year. We're half a game and now back. It's, we're half a game back. It's completely in play. We have two games against them. And they started off super hot. And now, you know, eh, not so much. And they basically had the same schedule as us. They just beat up on some of these teams before we got going. Yeah, and now we're starting to beat up on them. They're rattled. You know, they're rattled, dude. They're rattled. It's great, and it seems like 
people are rattling Josh Allen. And if you have noticed what I same point as I was talking about earlier, people are starting to send a fifth guy. And you just kind of disguising where it is against Josh Allen. They'll have like two rushers up the middle, kind of stick their ground so he can't step up on the pocket. And then three other guys come from various places. And Josh Allen doesn't know what. They were attacking him in this game. Jaguars controlled the game. They missed three field goals. They missed three. They made three and they missed three. <laughs> they should have beat the, the Bills by double digits. Oh my God. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> looking at Urban, I was terrified looking at Urban Meyer on the sideline. I'm like, don't fuck this up. I'm looking, I'm like, I know you want to. I know you want to do something stupid here. Just oh, don't fuck this up. He's awful. And he also looked just ecstatic. Oh my God, we won. We won a game. Yeah. They have two wins on the year. Good for them. Good for them. Uh, the Bills, yeah, so division is in play. Division's very much in play. Uh, a victory over the Browns this weekend would go a long you know, way to solidifying that. One thing I wanted to mention, too, is, you know, Carolina 24-6. I know we're talking about their offense being bad and everything like that. I mean, that's a really good win just for the fact that, you know, they were good. They started the year good. By week four or five, we were worried about this game. Yeah. We were like, that's going to be a tough stretch with the Chargers and then we're going to Carolina and the Falcons, Carolina and the Chargers. Those were the two big ones by like week five, week four, around there. And everyone thought, oh, this is going to be a big, tough game. And then we beat the crap out of them. Their offense looks awful. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, it's not that big a deal. We beat a bad team. And it's like, ah, we made them look bad. That's a different story. <laughs> Maybe they are a bad team going forward, but we exposed some shit. So It's all about your perspective on that. Absolutely. Other other uh, upsets this weekend. Broncos just absolutely took it to the Cowboys. Cowboys. What happened with them? It was like thirty to nothing when I finally turned it on, and there was five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Their 30, offense had nothing. Nothing. Uh, apparently, they went the the Bronco. No, the the Cowboys went for it on fourth down a couple times early in the game. So very similar to what they did to the Patriots. Uh, didn't work Man. out for them. They got to get better at their fourth down game. But yeah, the Broncos just ran it ran it down their throats the whole game, and then Dak and company couldn't get anything going. Uh, eventually, I think they got in the end zone twice at the very end of the game to to make it look more respectful, uh, mm -hmm. respectable. No, but it was a blowout. They it was had a blowout for goose, that goose egg game. with 50, uh, 55 minutes into the game. Blow, yeah, pretty Brutal. wild. And then the the Saints Falcons game, though those teams always match up uh, in a fun way. Went back and forth at the very very end. Saints take the lead with like a minute yeah. to go, and then big play to Cordero Pat Cap Patterson down the right sideline. He's he tiptoes the sideline. He steps out a little bit. He's all yeah. He's like a weapon now. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's like primary. Keep him at running back and have him go off for roots. That's it. He leads the lead, the the team in touches. I mean he gets yeah. he gets handoffs. He gets passes, screen passes downfield, whatever it is. He's finally blossoming, and uh, yeah, Atlanta gets the big win over the Saints. Again, I was looking at Arthur Smith saying, don't fuck this up, dude. Yeah. Don't mess this up. Uh, worked, out, worked out for them. Yep. Giants beat, beat the Raiders. Um, nobody cares. And a, nobody cares? I nobody. thought that was a big game. Nobody Vegas cares. is falling. They, they started hot. Yeah. They just had back-to-back -back wins after Gruden got canned and then this game. And then they have a big one next week, Kansas City. Oh, right. And that's for the lead in that division. That division, when you look through some of these divisions, here, I'll, I'll read it out to you just a little bit. But like the AFC North, six wins or five wins for every team. The AFC yeah. West, every team has five wins. And then you get like the AFC East and the AFC South, where you got your front runners, your Bills, Patriots, 
and Titans, and then your lowly guys, Jaguars, Texans, Dolphins, uh, Jets. Colts are right in the middle. Same thing in the NFC. The NFC East, Cowboys are good. Everyone else is bad. Packers are good. Everyone else is bad. Uh, NFC South is six wins, five wins, four, four for Buccaneers, Saints, Falcons, Panthers. And then the West, Cardinals and Rams are really good. Seahawks, Niners are are basement. So it's like things are starting to break apart. But in some of those divisions, particularly the AFC North and AFC West, it's just flatlined. Everybody is neck and neck. The wild card is going to be last couple weeks. Week 17 might be pretty important for a few teams this year. You know, it's an interesting thing about the wild card. The Chiefs. So the way the wild card works is it goes by win-loss record. And then it goes head to head if you're matched up right. with somebody else. And then it goes yep. your conference record. So the right. third thing is conference record. The Chiefs are one and four in the conference already. Really? Yeah. Where the Patriots are four and one. Right. Because we beat up on the wait. Oh, in conference. I get what you're saying. Inside Not, the conference, division. the Chiefs division, have right. have been losing inside the AFC conference. Right. We've been like, killing it. Yeah. So when it gets to to tiebreaker time, the Chiefs are really in the hole. Unbelievable. Love it. Yeah. Speaking of Love which, it. they barely edged out the green, the Jordan Love run Green Bay Packers. Jordan oh. Love looked out of place, overmatched, uncomfortable, all of those things. Spagnolo, the Chiefs coordinator, defensive coordinator, was just sending the house basically yep, every play. You know what to do. And friggin', what's it, LaFleur? What's his name up there? Yeah, Matt LaFleur. It's like, what, dude, it's not Aaron Rodgers. Like, do you not know that? Well, I don't understand what these <laughs> coaches think. They're like, oh, we're going to run the same freaking offense. It's like, really? You're going to run the same fucking offense? The person that knows like 3,000 plays versus the guy that might know like 100? You know what's dumb to me is that just the week before when Devontae Adams and their whole receiving room was out on COVID, yeah, just that week they changed the whole offense and they ran the ball like 60% of the time right? with and Aaron Rodgers in the game. This time Aaron Rodgers is out. The receivers are back, and they're like, oh, let's just throw it up to him. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're missing the guy that throws the ball. Yeah, literally. Do the same thing you did against the Cardinals and figure out the running game, the screen game. No, they just, like, set him back there, and he was getting walloped, and he was just throwing the ball at Devontae Adams' back every time. Yeah, it was not good. It was not good. It was like, oh, well, yeah, set up the run. Let this kid maybe get a couple play-action passes. Keep it close. Meanwhile... So Meanwhile, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes in that game. Yeah. <laughs> he Mahomes really did. Is not looking good, dude. Some of the throws he is making and the interceptions he's making, uh, his timing or he's, I don't know, he's rushing it. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. It's, it's not good. Yeah. And I, I'm happy for it. I'm, I'm happy about it because there was a lot of bullshit talk that, oh, Tom Brady, he's going to be the next Tom Brady. Can he win 10? All this insanity talk about, you know, winning that many that many championships and taking over the league and it's like let's settle down he's won one in his first four years like he's got a long way to go and guess what things are trending down this is what year five year four this is year five but this is four, year five four is a starter four is a starter so there you go right there you know things are trending down they're starting to realize hey it is hard to win in the nfl you have to do there's a lot of things you got to do year in and year out and they're you know, it's, it's Brady put a nail in that fucking coffin of what they have going on now. Go figure. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so they're they're having all kinds of difficulties offensively. It's really weird. It's weird to see because uh, they have so much talent still there. So that's why our big reason they thought OBJ might be winding up out there. Not sure how much he would have helped. Their not offensive sure. line isn't doing great. All that money they put there is not 
it, you watch it and it's like, not he doesn't feel comfortable behind it because he's running all over the place and trying to toss the ball across his body. Like you're not supposed to do it, but he's gotten away with. Yeah. And now he's not getting away with it. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think of, it's it's like a basketball player who just has been hitting fadeaways and runners and everything, and then it for some reason they just stopped going in, and now it's like he doesn't know what to do. Now he's turning the ball over, he's forcing it, he's yeah. he's trying to make the acrobatic plays, but it's not working out. It's like he he was nothing but net for four three years, and now it's it's starting to turn. Yeah, well, something is slightly off of his game, and it's just like derailing it. Yeah, which is great. I was asked the other day, who who do you hate the most in the NFL? And I, I don't I don't love the question, and I don't love my answer. But it's like the person I most consistently root against and delight in their failure the most. It's Mahomes. Really? It's the Chiefs in general. I mean, I hate Tyree Kill for the Probably. off the field stuff. I hate Travis Kelsey for the the attitude. Uh, I hate yeah. Andy Reid for the Belichick comparisons. Like I do, I do like pretending uh, against them. Like pretending that Andy Reid and Belichick are peers is a joke. There's Belichick doesn't have any peers in the NFL right now. Uh, no, I, yeah, I, don't, I hate all those conversations. It's stupid. And then it's Mahomes' body language and his pouting and just everything, everything he does on the field. Yeah, it's like Andy Reid's won one guys, one, one he's made it to th- three now, which is pretty good. But he's got a losing record there. He's been already. a head coach longer than Belichick. Right. So At least during like Belichick's he's... Patriots tenure, not taking into account the Browns. Shoot. Damn it. Forgot about that part. Too bad. Yeah. Um... Anyway, <laughs> a couple other games this weekend. The The Ravens beat the Vikings in overtime. And every week you make fun of me for bringing up the Vikings. But every week they play entertaining football. Yeah, they can't win, though. So? It's still entertaining to watch. I mean, because they have some ridiculous talent and just use it terribly. Do you know in their five wins this year, I mean five losses this year, they've had a double-digit lead in every one of them? Right. Okay, what does that say to you? Is that a good thing? Well, they're in every game. <laughs> they have three right. overtime no, no, games. I, they've lost all of them. Look, I've never, I, I will give you that. Kirk Cousins might be able to keep you in the game. I'll give you that. It's not like he's constantly getting blown out. That's not what I say about Kirk Cousins. What I say about Kirk Cousins is they're always there's always like a position to win and um and they don't and they don't and they don't he always they they send pressure and he shits the bed and they lose and so it's like always just indeed yeah not good ravens find themselves in first place at six and two titans everybody writes off the titans myself included when derrick henry goes down because i thought he was the identity of that team they figure it out on defense this time smash the rams two interceptions for touchdowns going to la and just strangle them on sunday night football yeah. Impressive. Impressive win. They're 7-2 and two now. Pretty good. And, uh, and... Every, everybody and their mother has the Rams going to the Super Bowl, and uh, they looked they looked pretty terrible against the Titans. Titans defense that much maligned that <laughs> we talked about the Jets having getting their legs under them by being, right? being able to play the Titans defense. And then the Titans go out to L.A. and, and shut down one of the most powerful the attacks. The best offenses. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. And the Steelers still have something in the tank. They outlast the Bears. At the end of that Monday Night Football game. That was I sh- a good game. I shut it off. I shut it off before Justin Fields' comeback at the I end. I turned it right on right then. Yeah. I started watching the last 10 minutes of it, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to shut it off. And then, oh, he made a play. And I was like, okay, all right, Fields. And then he started making more plays. And it's like, where, like, where has this been? All right, there you go. So he's coming along. You saw some of his, um, you know, what made him the pick he ended up being, which yeah. is good that they're not all 
fucking playing terrible. I mean, you look Besides around. Mac, you look around at the rookie quarterbacks, and it's like you you see that they're all rookies except for Mac. Mac's like we, Mac's middle of pack, like yeah, which is great. Meaning, like we we don't treat him like a rookie. Where Justin Fields, it's like, oh, he was able to do something. Oh, look at him make a mistake. He's like a puppy. Oh, he doesn't know any better. Yeah, yeah. Same thing for Trevor Lawrence. Obviously, Zach Wilson makes more mistakes than anybody. Uh, and Trey Lance can't even get on the field. Granted, he's he's behind Jimmy Garoppolo, who's uh, been a starter in the Rops. league for a time. Yep. But, uh, but Mac Jones, you just kind of forget. You're like, oh, yeah, he is a rookie. Right. Like, we, we should cut him some more slack. He can have a game where he only throws for 140 yards. Exactly. It's supposed to happen. No doubt. I'm watching the Miami game, and there's about to be a double pass, and they're blowing it. This game's sloppy as hell. I don't know if you have it in the background. Oh, really? Jeez. The the Dolphins are playing sloppy football. Who would have thought? The Ravens it? are, too. Okay. The Ravens look good, man. I think Lamar's at the front of the pack for MVP. I mean, they're they're awesome, but yeah, this game, we'll see yeah. what happens. So next week, we play one of the Ravens' rivals, the Browns, coming into Foxborough. Patriots, not so hot at home this so far this year. One and four. Uh, home record they're catching the browns at a pretty good time so mayfield is a bit banged up uh he's got the labrum in his non-throwing shoulders left shoulder he is Torn. a full, full go of he practice. got destroyed whatever game that was a few weeks ago it, it was like a month ago uh, uh, yeah but he's he's fully active full participant in practice uh they have not had participation from nick chubb who's on the covid list evidently he is vaccinated so if he right. gets Probably will play. If he gets negative tests in back-to-back days, then he'll be able to be activated again. Same deal for their starting center. Uh, I think they're going to play. Their starting guard is is out out, out of practice. Jack Conklin, who's their starting right tackle, is out, definitely out. Kareem Hunt. Wow, really? Kareem Hunt's still on the IR. Uh, Miles Garrett missed practice. Jadavian Clowney's been limited. They have Takaris Tac- McKinley is uh, was out of practice again. They got they're really banged up. Oh, they're like seriously. Tacharis. Yeah, Tack McKinley. Uh, they're seriously banged up, and the biggest one on that list is without a doubt Miles Garrett. He's a full time oh, yeah. game wrecker. Uh, he played. I'd be surprised if he doesn't play. He'll probably play. It's going to be like the challenge of a lifetime for Isaiah Wynn, who who was the starting left tackle in 2019, the last time we played. The Browns, Miles Garrett had a sack and a half in that game and was largely held in check. That was a game the Patriots won 28-14, to 14, I want to say, 27-13, something like that. Uh, but those were those were the Tom Brady days. Those were the good old days. Yep. So pretty much what this team does well is they, they play really strong defense. You know, they're, they're one of the best defenses in the league. They're 10th in points allowed, 3rd in yards allowed. They're ninth against the pass, 3rd against the rush, 2nd in yards per attempt on the rush defensively so they can really shut it down in the ground game they can get after the passer they have pretty good bodies on the back end you know denzel ward they have a really strong safety crew with uh led by john johnson a wosu jeremiah wosu koromoa jock is coming back for this game that's uh unfortunate for us he's he's that ball hawking 220 pound linebacker out of notre dame was a second round pick this year they can do some things defensively i mean you you look at some of those stats and you're like oh yeah we got something to worry about here so it's going to be a really difficult game for the offensive line i can't see us scoring a ton of points especially with the running back health concerns so i gotta think that uh you know we need mac to to do the quick passing game in this we're not gonna be able to run it as well as we as we normally have been and then they're going to seriously pin their ears back and get after the passer, and, and and we need to be able to get the ball out quickly. So I look for a high completion percentage game from Mac, 
probably low yards per attempt, but ideally we can move the ball down the field and punch it in a couple times and probably settle for a bunch of field. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that. I mean, I I think we're this is an attainable game. Um I mean, you pretty much broke it down there. Nick Chubb seems like their most dangerous weapon right now. We were talking before the show that, you know, their top receiver is their tight end, David Njoku, who is having an okay season, but it's not like I would say, like he's slated to have maybe seven, 800 yards right now. And that's including Odell Beckham, who has really had nothing. Peoples-Jones is pretty good on offense, but once again, nothing insane. He's had a couple good games. Hasn't really been able to string a lot together. Nick Chubb's kind of leading the way with 721, which I think he'll play. And I kind of want to see them at full strength. You know what? I think we can beat them full strength. You don't think so? I mean, I you're think sh- we I think you're we could. shaking your head. I think we could beat them full strength, but why would you want to? Because then it's like, okay, we're – because if we beat them full strength, now it, everyone's going to be like, oh, shit. Yeah. They're doing would something. You, would you rather lose to them full strength or beat them shorthand? I don't think we will. I don't think we will. I think this team plays into us well. We're starting to figure out how to shut down the run. Like we said with the front seven, five guys up front, we know the defensive tackles we like using the most. We're starting to figure out what what works the best for the personnel we have now, and that plays into yeah, okay, we can if we can shut down the run or really take you know give them troubles with the, their blocking schemes and stuff. Like you said, Baker is hurting. A labrum is just a painful son of a gun thing that you can't really do anything about. That's one of those injuries that you just need to get it repaired, and you can go as long as you want on it. It's just painful as hell. So I can't imagine him being lighting it up, throwing it, since our secondary has been playing pretty well. And there are they are pretty good. I mean, we we scored. You know, I know there was a pick six. We scored 17 points against the the Carolina defense, which we know is really good. And I think they're at probably as good or better than um, Cleveland from what I've seen in the you know over the season. So I think it's winnable. I mean, they've they've let up a lot of points to good offenses. I wouldn't say we're a good offense, but you know, I know the last two, you know, the last few weeks they've put it on. They've let up uh, 16, 15, and 17. So pretty consistent there. But before that, they let up 37 in Arizona, which is a high flying offense, and 47 to uh, the Chargers. So and then uh, before that, you know, it was a mixed spread between all over the place. But people can throw on them. You know, we shut down the Chargers offense. We know that their offense within a week or so of that, like it was a couple weeks later. So I think we could do it. I think we can hopefully find out the key. Bill, Bill watches all the film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the key. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt don't play. That way it doesn't take yeah. quite the number of resources to stop the running game and then keep Baker Mayfield in the pocket. Does he not like staying in the pocket? He's, I mean, he's fine in the pocket, but he's much better when he gets outside the pocket, when he scrambles a little bit, has better vision downfield. He's there's some there's some quarterbacks that are short that see really well downfield, like Drew Brees, like Russell yeah. Wilson. Baker's for whatever reason not that guy. Yeah, he's at six feet tall. He you know he's Drew Brees height, but he doesn't see downfield nearly as well as Russell Wilson does. I don't I don't understand it, but uh, keep him in the pocket, force him to beat you from there. They're gonna have some extended drives, I would expect, but. We need to force them to do a 75-yard, 10-play drive instead of yeah. a, a two-play, 75-yard drive with Peoples-Jones breaking a deep one. Or We're good at that. We're good. At, we're really good at that. Yeah, exactly. So we need to force them to be patient. And some of that is going to mean giving up some plays on the ground, which I'm not that worried about. What I am worried about is if Nick Chubb plays, 
giving up a 60-yard run because he does that all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I understand that's an issue. Um, I think I think our offense can – I'm sorry. I think the way our defense has been playing, I think we can handle their offense. It's more, once again, a matter of can we score – can we score more than they can? So if we can keep them to, you know, one of these games where they scored last week, they scored 41 against Cincinnati, but one of these games where they only scored 10 or 14 points, like they've done in so many, so many losses and wins. So, um, that would be the case. Yeah. We outscore them. And that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting our defense to do a really good job against this team. Uh, and, uh, I got the Patriots at 20 to 13 victory. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've been waiting for that week where our offense finally clicks and Mac kind of clicks and opens it up a little bit and goes for three touchdowns and 280 yards. I don't know if it's this game, but this is the biggest game we've had going probably in a while. It's a home game, first big home game they've had. They're coming off of a three-game, um, you know, win streak here. I'd love it to be this one. Really strike fear in everyone. Be like, okay, Patriots are now 6-4. and four. They've got an easy schedule, Buffalo twice. A bye week, like watch out NFL. I would love that. So yeah, I'm gonna go not not too crazy, but 27, um, 27 to 17. Okay, <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, and a couple other things to look forward to. You mentioned Chase Winovich is uh, he's back at practice. Trent Brown also designated from return from the IR, so we might have really uh, some reinforcements. Yeah, Trent um, Brown might play this week. He is he's designated to return. He is the type of guy that is going to take like three weeks to warm up his body at practice. Okay. I could totally He's see a giant. Yeah, exactly. And what do you was, think we do when we get him back? We move him to left tackle. I don't know. I would and think a Weno on the inside, or not a Weno. You got to keep a Weno at right tackle. I think you got to keep on Weno over at the right side. And Shaq Mason and on Wenu have been blowing people off the ball on the right Dude, side. They've been killing people. They've been. It's like you can't. Please don't fuck with that. Yeah. So then you just have to figure out the left side, and it might be Brown and Win. It might be it might stay Win and Karras. I don't know. I, I mean, I think you got to go Brown, and you don't think they'd play Brown if he's healthy. If he's healthy, healthy, I think yeah. you, you got to play him at left tackle. Yeah. And then you slide Win into the right. I mean, that's insane. When it, you do, if you do do Brown and Win, right guard, right tackle, left guard, left tackle, left. I'm sorry, left guard, left tackle. Uh, that's pretty scary as an offensive line. Yeah, that would be extremely legit. So, I, w- I would love for Trent to be there. This Obviously, that that's a really hard way to come off the IR, go against Miles Garrett, who leads the NFL in sacks with 12. Um, yeah, but he, Brown is enormous. <laughs> yeah, so I, I expect, you know, it was, like, it was a calf strain in August, and he's coming back in November. Don't, well, don't rush him the, back at this point. Right, yeah, it's the same thing he's been dealing with. So Yeah, it's kind of a joke that he's got a calf strain for three months. Dude, he's huge. I get it. It's a str- if it wasn't a strain, call it something else. He's walking around with like three hundred and seventy pounds all in that two caps. It's gonna be difficult. <laughs> Hope he doesn't stub a toe ever. It's probably gonna be a six month injury. Yeah, right. Uh, probably. Okay, so the Patriots Browns is an early game. A uh, couple other notable games this weekend: Saints at Titans. Titans are coming off just they're giant killers at this point. And the Saints are just one of those tricky teams that just hangs there. They got a great coaching staff, a lot of talent at key positions. I really don't know. That's that's a total coin flip for me. I'm probably going with the Saints. It's in Tennessee. Uh, but, you know, James is probably still out. So I, I 
I just got no idea. I just have a funny feeling that Sean Payton's going to be able to dial something up on. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, I feel like New Orleans is the type of team that could beat Tennessee. They have a really sneaky good defense, and um, their offense absolutely sucks. So I don't know what's – I mean, it's tough to bet on. Is it still Simeon this week? Yeah, Simeon. It's pretty tough to bet on Simeon. Not that Jameis was any better, but Sean Payton might be able to coach him up. He was a starting quarterback. I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in Tennessee just because I'm I don't, I'm surprised their defense is doing as well as it, as it is, and I'm hoping it's not an aberration. Not that I'm, like, openly rooting for them, but um, it'd be nice to see a different just change of power in the AFC a little bit outside of the Patriots, of course. But Tennessee, you know, that division's been a mess for years, so it'd be nice if Tennessee sl- strung a few together, you know? <laughs> okay. Uh, elsewhere... Uh, the Vikings at the Chargers. Both of these teams, they only play fun games. These are it's going to be high flying, explosive, mistake laden games. M- mistake laden games. Picks, touchdowns, seventy five yard bombs. It's going to be right. it's going to yeah. be a glorious train wreck. Uh, but that game, the odds of it going to overtime, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to give it fifty. I hope Dalvin finally has his game where he come like scores. 45 fantasy points like he did last year because i have him and the chargers suck against the run so let's go he's probably looking at a suspension sometime soon for his off the oh field yeah he's done he was in the news wasn't he yeah i, I really hear it he's got a lawsuit filed against him he's denying oh, it uh, it's, oh boy it's just gonna string out chiefs at the raiders oddly enough this is for the division lead uh, yeah not to mention the the broncos and chargers are both in the in the running there as well but the Raiders and Chiefs, right there. Uh, who the heck knows? Really, who knows? These teams have. Chiefs are gonna lose. Okay. Calling it right now. I don't. I think they they've lost their luster. They're misplaying a lot. Of, you know, making a lot of mistakes. Their defense looks terrible. Uh, I don't have any faith in them. This game is, is happening in Las Vegas as well. Uh, but the Chiefs have been losing at home too, which is pretty rare for them. Uh, Seattle. Going to Green Bay, Russell Wilson has been cleared. Finally, Re- really. Remains to be seen if he'll be on the field this weekend. Also, a total unknown about Aaron Rodgers. This game could be an incredible matchup with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. It could be a horrific one with Geno Smith and Jordan Love. So keep your uh, keep keep tuned yeah, to the news Rogers what comes out probably, on Saturday. Based on everything that's happened to all these other players for COVID stuff, I mean, Rodgers probably shouldn't play. He should get... Probably a game, anyways. I mean, other quarterbacks have gotten games for less in COVID. You mean a so, suspension? Suspension, yeah. What did I say? You just you just said get him a game. Oh yeah, let's suspend him for one game. For I mean, what? I know this matchup because, but didn't they suspend four Denver quarterbacks last year for not wearing masks? Oh yeah, that's right. Well, they so, like they didn't suspend the f- them; they just disqualified them. They, they suspended them. They made them go oh, on the they COVID called list. It a, they called it a different name. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, so he got fined yeah, less than CD Lamb got fined for a, a uniform violation. CD Lamb had his sock down and got fined more than Aaron Rodgers did. Exactly. I mean, it's like, what are you kidding me? And like, hey, you set the precedent. Like, now you're not doing it because it's fucking Aaron Rodgers. Like, I thought that was the NFL. They're not going to pick favorites and blah, 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 bullshit. No, you disqualified or whatever. Disqualify him for a game. That's what it is. Is that what, what it is now? Disqualify him. I don't know. Just because 
you did it last year. You lost the Broncos. They had to play like a fucking punter or something. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> because they didn't have anyone. It's like, well, what the hell? Well, if that was Peyton Manning, like it would have been fine. If he was in the room, he, his his oxygen would have been fine. It's like, give me a break. Uh, real quick, the probably most important game of the week is Buffalo at New York Jets. Wow. The Jets are going to win. Okay. Buffalo is going to take a landslide. I'd love to see it. Is, love Mike, to see it. is Mike White coming back? Because if so, they, they might have a chance. I don't know. I hope so. You looking it up? I am looking it up. Oh, my goodness. Jets QB Mike White says he should have been a first overall pick. <laughs> this guy's a Jesus character. Uh, okay. He will be the, the starting quarterback this weekend. Yeah. Sweet. So Sling it, kid. Sling it. There you go. And then on Monday night, we got the Rams at the 49ers. Rams coming off a really difficult loss against the Titans. They're sitting there at 7-2 and two with uh, pretty – they're at second place in that division. You know, they, they really want to get ahead of the Cardinals so they can mm-hmm. have a chance at the bye or at least a home game going into the playoffs. Whereas San Fran is at 3-5, and five and they're this is it. If they lose this game, this is probably it for their season. So there's going to be a lot on the line in that Monday night oh, game. Yeah. And the sun will be up at the start of it. So that Okay, I think we covered it. Man, it's week 10. We're into November. Happy Veterans Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, Football's going to start getting really mattering in it, terms of playoffs. It's already mattering. Uh, just the fact that I'm already looking at playoff pictures and seeing how these scenarios play out, it's pretty pretty exciting. And uh, just a, a big thank you to everybody who's, who's listening out there. And uh, sorry, Ryan, you couldn't join us tonight, but we know you'll be back next week and hope we did you proud here. The, Absolutely. Uh, Pats. Hosting the Browns. Let's get another win in the uh, in the home stadium for this year. I, I hate seeing that losing record at home. Yeah, let's let's go for it. Yeah, let's make it uh, two and four. Two Looks and a lot better than one and four. It's a step in the right direction. Yep. All right, we'll talk to you later next week. See ya. Adios.